From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Today is Thursday, July 8th. Elsa Spares Fortunate Floridians from Worst Case Scenario by Mark Paleo. Elsa was no fairy tale. The storm system that couldn't decide if it wanted to be a hurricane or a tropical storm finally made landfall on Wednesday morning, crashing into Taylor County, Florida around 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. It was officially a tropical storm as it moved on shore. The storm is to blame for at least one fatality after a tree fell and struck two cars in Jacksonville, Florida, as strong winds from Elsa swept through the Jacksonville area on Wednesday afternoon, the Associated Press reported. Like its cinematic counterpart, the storm's plot featured multiple climactic moments of action-packed strengthening, but ultimately ended in many areas along Florida's Gulf Coast being largely spared from destruction. Fortunate was the term used by Tampa Bay Mayor Jane Castor on Twitter Wednesday morning as the city awoke to minimal damage and flooding. Fortunately for us, we didn't see the storm surge that was predicted two to five feet, she said in a posted video. So that is a great thing for Tampa Bay. We haven't had the extensive flooding. We have some downed trees and power out in certain places. But farther north in Cedar Key, There was nothing fantastical about Elsa's impacts. Its forceful 65-mile-per-hour maximum sustained winds at landfall hurled debris and triggered flooding throughout the Florida Gulf Coast. The Tampa Bay area continued its seemingly mystical ability to avoid direct hurricane strikes. With a Muhammad Ali-like ability to dodge storms, the area again sidestepped a direct tropical punch as Elsa skirted along the side of the Sunshine State, paralleling the St. Petersburg area with little more than a wave hello from 65 miles away. The state as a whole dodged the worst-case scenarios, particularly with regard to power outages and storm surge. As of 12.15 p.m. Wednesday, at least 20,000 state residents were dealing with outages, according to PowerOutage.us, as crews hurried to restore power in already struck areas of the state, such as Key West. It was there, in the popular tourist spot, Key West, that AccuWeather national reporter Bill Waddell spoke with vacationers and residents about what they were expecting from the season's first visit to Florida. The Price of Paradise Vincent Ruro, a Key West resident of 10 years, told Waddell that he's learned to never take a storm lightly. Ruro and his wife live on the water full-time in a floating home they call the Turtle Nest. After a decade-plus of living in the state and dealing with storms such as Hurricane Irma, which totaled their sailboat in 2017, and Hurricane Charlie in 2004, the couple said they know to look at more than just the hurricane cone. We don't think, oh, we're not in the cone, he said. 
I was in Hurricane Charlie in Punta Gorda, and originally we weren't in the cone, and then all of a sudden it made a turn up into Charlotte Harbor and went directly over our house. Our community was demolished. At the time, Ruro said he was throwing a hurricane party with his neighbors and taking the storm lightly. He said they would never do that again. No more hurricane parties. We don't even say the word hurricane. We say H-word, Ruro declared. But his life on the water will take a lot more than a few more hurricanes to send him packing from Florida, Ruro told Waddell. No matter how rough the storm, however, Ruro told Waddell that nothing could ever convince them to move off the water, even as Elsa was forecast to give them a troublesome night on Tuesday. The struggle is real, he said of the full-time boat life. We live in paradise, and this is the price you have to pay. Elsa's Twisting Deadly Timeline Elsa made its way to Florida following a deadly strike on the Caribbean. In the Dominican Republic, Elsa was responsible for the separate deaths of a 15-year-old boy and a 75-year-old woman after strong winds toppled the walls of houses in Baruco province. Following its destructive visit to Cuba, where heavy rain triggered mudslides and nearly 200,000 were forced to evacuate, Elsa worked its way toward the United States. But not before throwing a few curveballs. After departing Cuba late Monday night, the storm maintained tropical storm strength through early Tuesday, lashing the Florida Keys with intense rain and 65-mile-per-hour winds. And hours later, after giving consistent hints that it would intensify, Elsa reclaimed hurricane force as it tracked northward, parallel to Florida's Gulf Coast. Around 8 p.m. Tuesday night, the National Hurricane Center confirmed that maximum sustained winds from Elsa were back up to 75 miles per hour, clearing the threshold of a Category 1 hurricane and setting the stage for a night of flooding. Although the system's maximum sustained wind speeds weakened back below the hurricane strength threshold about six hours later, torrential rainfall triggered flash flooding in some communities. In areas such as Northport, Florida, located north of Fort Myers, residents awoke on Wednesday to extensive street flooding, as around 10 inches of rain fell in the area over a 24-hour span, according to AccuWeather National reporter Kim Leffler. It was along the areas of southwest Florida, stretching from Naples to Tampa, where Elsa roared as an offshore hurricane before weakening back to a tropical storm. Those same areas picked up some of the most extensive totals of rainfall from the storm, including three areas, Port Charlotte, Big Slow, and Northport, that topped 10 inches. After its Florida landfall, meteorologists say Elsa will work its way through the southeast before re-emerging in the Atlantic. Damage was reported near Jacksonville, Florida, and Kings Bay Base, Georgia, late Wednesday afternoon after two radar-confirmed tornadoes shredded trees and damaged homes. More twisters will be possible as the system advances northward. After Elsa moves inland over northern Florida, it will take a track just inland of the Atlantic coast across southeastern Georgia later Wednesday and the Carolinas during Wednesday night and Thursday, AccuWeather senior meteorologist Alex Sosnowski said. Enough rain is forecast to fall to lead to flash flooding, and gusty winds can also trigger sporadic power outages. That's it for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.